in the very first week you're going to put out messages like this yung mga tao sana na nagbibigay ng chance sa administration and they they you are their source of information ito yung una nilang makikita diba you're virtually destroying cooperation of people in the government seeing things like this na misleading and diba that would just put people off and make them feel like uh, mali talaga yung indecision ng mga tao and it's too early to tell All right, welcome back to In Full Context. And this week, it has been one week, more than one week, no, Marlon? Uh, since the Marcus presidency has started. And with that kind of, you know, big name, very controversial name, a lot of things happened. Uh, there's a lot of things that Marcus has done during his first week. Not every one of them are, you know, favored, merong ibang controversial, merong iba naman na uh, almost universally supported and that's what we're going to look <laughs> at today. And of course, aside from just looking at what he did, we will be taking a look at how this has been reported by specific media uh, companies in order to see what the perception that they're trying to um, paint for the presidency. Kasi diba yun nga, Marlon, one week pa lang. Uh... <laughs> And dami nang nagyari kagad and it ended with um Marcus testing positive for covid which uh of course is not a good thing um however may mga oh, medyo <laughs> medyo ano talaga na um kumbaga maaction there's a lot expected um obviously mm-hmm. we know na especially yung mga media entities that are against the administration from the very beginning from campaign period you know they would be critical yep. and you know everybody should be even supporters actually um i think the whole point here is we're trying to in the spirit of the podcast in full context look into the news much deeper than what you see in the headlines immediate reactions alin ba talaga yung mga totoo importante uh at um how should you as an average regular citizen take you know these news because obviously we've mentioned in the past in many many episodes that your source of information whether it's news channels social media facebook twitter um tiktok anywhere you get your news from maybe even friends and family it's always already um transcribed into kung ano man yung lens that you're looking into it um mm-hmm. diba echo chamber very very dangerous so we're not pro admin or whatsoever um we're a matter of you know how we digest the news as we get it uh obviously it's very critical to have your own opinion of these subjects and um we just take a longer route or longer look at the headlines because we know there's media uh, entities that are known to favor one side or the other and it's true for pro and anti no we have yep. pro pro government channels na puro good news ang report uh, yung positive scripting of how they do things even though it's obviously messed up um and <laughs> That's we'll true. cover a couple of them uh, later on but for now let's start with the one week um how is marcus doing um obviously 
um, COVID in the first week is not a good, you know, start. Starting point, yeah. But, it's going to be hard. Oh, but, um, but also, you kind of expected na with the uh, engagements he's been having. Uh, he's at a higher a risk. People. Yeah. Oh, oh. Chaka magmask. Kasi si Duterte, kahit papano, you see Nagmamask. him with mask all the time. <laughs> Well, because he's older, he's more fragile, so mm-hmm. it, it's a must for him. Pero ito si Marcos, di ba? And he's had COVID before. So I yeah. heard that prior to, ano. So this is the second time. So it should should be able to get through it yeah. um, very well. Or wala based, man issue. Based on the reports naman, he, he's, uh, they say that he's feeling fine. And he's been joining meetings through... Uh, through Zoom virtual meeting yeah. <laughs> through Zoom hindi ko alam kung ano ginagamit nila but yeah he, he's joining virtually so yun madugo and uh, Zoom free account <laughs> naka free account yung may limit lang oo pagkatapos na uwi na mapuputol yung linya ni ni Marcos <laughs> but anyway um, yun nga there's a lot of things that we are going to discuss um, this might not be strictly um in chronological order because we want to go by um, importance and impact, I would say. But before we dive into that, let, for everyone who's listening to the podcast for the very first time, let us just quickly introduce ourselves. My name is Brent. And hello, my name is Marlon. Yes, We yeah. are your average um, netizens just <laughs> taking a look at the news much deeper than it normally would for us to have a more in-depth conversation and spiritual exchange of ideas um, through the internet because obviously we don't want to engage in uh, comment wars um, yeah we want to take it a different uh, level and you are free to share your comments and opinion just go and look for us in facebook or message us um, any thoughts and ideas that you have feel free to uh, let us know Yep, and we'll definitely get back to you. Uh, we've had several messages from some of the listeners before. Uh, it's been fun. One of them actually became a guest on the ho- uh, on the show. <laughs> uh, yep. All right, let's start. Of course, one of the biggest, medyo maingay siya lumabas, is when President Marcos released his first two executive orders. Um, and for those who are not, you know, not, not that in tune with... Um, how things work in the presidential office. Uh, executive orders, essentially, utos ng presidente. Uh, he has certain powers to do things within the executive branch, uh, and most of them are being done in executive orders. Now, let's see, uh, ano ba yung laman ng executive order na to? At bakit medyo umingay ang social media nung release ang uh, executive orders? Let's check out uh, one of the sources um, that is how would you describe this Marlon? Na shared yung mga isang source na commonly shared mm-hmm. by people because one they're in Facebook second kumaga they're being looked at as ano eh the pillar of truth or parang like shining light in, in terms of <laughs> media um, yeah. na meron tayong Nobel laureate uh, yes sa organization ito, and that's Rappler um, yep. so this is what I've seen some people share, post in my own um, network. So let's see, um, obviously, kung how this is reported. Yep, Ayan. let's so, look at it. Una. <laughs> so um, let's look at it. Uh, uh, for the audio listeners, I will read out uh, what is in the infographic uh, that they're showing. But if you want to watch this video, we will be uploading this video to our YouTube channel, Info Context. 
So let's start. So in big uh, orange rappler font nakalagay President Marcus's first executive orders uh, and then nakasulat doon ang EO1, executive order 1 and EO2 uh, with the bullet points of the contents of the executive orders. So Marlon, do you want to ano take turns? Number 1. Oh. <laughs> executive oh, order number 1, the very first bullet states Abolish the Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission. Pak. O, diba? Boom. Una pa lang. <laughs> Napaka-importante niyan. Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission. Na-abolish. Diba? Yan. Ayan, naganda yan. Next. Oh, next. The, next one is the Abolish the Office of the Cabinet Secretary. Okay. Ayan. So, medyo mas, medyo mas chill yan, pero... Yun, May na-abolish pa rin. Ano, <laughs> uh, nothing ano eh tag dito exceeds the first one eh. uh, next is give the executive secretary control over attached agencies under the office of the president mm, doesn't really mean much especially if you're not uh, and, and give the executive secretary control over attached agencies over attached agencies ba yung attached agencies malay ba natin uh, uh, diba okay, okay. <laughs> Create the Office of the Presidential Advisor on Military and Police Affairs. So, remember the, the whole concept of the executive orders that came out supposedly is to streamline, uh, improve efficiency, remove mm-hmm. redundancy in the ranks, basically put into um, the other departments, existing branches or existing parts of the presidential for the executive branch um, para yung mandate nila the same right so aligning yep. yung information but obviously um, let's address yung unang una kasi this is the one that actually people um, called out most importantly you know if you think about abolishing anti-corruption commission and you put the name Marcos next to it it very <laughs> much sounded very very uh, skeptic I mean very um, I say controversial or very sketchy because so ano yan wala na mag-check ng ano ng corruption under the Marcos regime tinanggal so you know rampant na uli yung pag ano ng ng government o mag we're condoning corruption no? so obviously that's kind of what the at least the context when it was shared in some of the walls and obviously here basahin natin yung ibang comments or reactions ng mga tao under this headline. Again, this is just a post shared in Rappler. This is not the entire article, but this is what most yep. people get to see. We know naman na ang mga tao ay uh, nagbabasa ng headline and now they also read comments kasi doon sila nagbabase kung ano ba yung ire-react nila. And they're relying on others to to read it. Tapos kung ano man yung nabasa ko ng mga read doon, yun yung reaction. Yun din din sila yung reaction nila and we know a lot of people don't actually go beyond the headlines and therefore the reason we're doing this so ayun yung mga comments no yeah no um, ta- yung, the... yung may pinakamaraming may hindi siya naka-arrange eh, but hindi naka-order uh, these are the first uh, first ones that come up uh Let's not mention the name. We'll blur that out. Uh, Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission talaga, one of the first abolished. We know where this administration is headed. The next one. Hmm. So now, other serious problems are not the priority. Concealment of possible anomalies is the most important. Mm-hmm. Next. Hmm. In other words, slowly conceal everything and will that will expose him and his government. Oh my God. 
Now the government officials, officials and cohorts Nox, can freely practice corruption in their respective areas is what the 31 million plus bozos in their government. Oh, is this what the 31 million plus bozos tinawag na bozos yung bumoto kay, kay Marcos want in their government syempre um, can you really blame them if you read that the president mm-hmm. has abolished uh, the presidential uh, <laughs> anti-corruption commission diba parang ano Pamit naman pamit naman talaga yung how optics can, talaga sobrang how can you get back from that kasi I don't know it's ganda it, ng optics eh oo kasi if, if, let's let's read it baka may namiss tayo diba uh, abolish the presidential anti-corruption commission uh, abolish the office of the cabinet secretary. Give the executive secretary control over attached agencies under the office of the president. Create the office of the. That's it. You know diba? what? nila nilagay sa third bullet yun na uh, super shady language, um, <laughs> super vague, super shady. Give the executive secretary control over attached agencies under the office of the president. Parang mo, parang yan nila nilalagay na who. Who gets it? Diba? Yan yung ano, super vague. Yan yung statement na, to be fair, we said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pero even if we check the actual, um, tawag dito, uh, caption. the caption on the post, the, uh, President Ferdinand Marcus Jr.'s first two executive orders abolish certain offices and start reorganizing the, bureau- uh, the bureaucracy. The EOs were made public nearly a week after they were issued. So, parang naging ano pa siya, uh, na-mention pa yun. Um, okay, sige. So what do you have to say? Parang let, let's keep the second executive order. Um, just just to put it out of the way, the second executive order uh, will rename the Presidential Communications Operations Office or PCOO into the Office of the Press Secretary. Binago lang yung pangalan, and then the next part is um, RTVM, yung uh, media, uh, yung media state-owned media is tasked to document the president's activities. Uh, is now under the presidential management staff. So, yun lang. Ang, yung una talaga yung executive order, yung medyo mainit-init. And we've seen the mm. how people have reacted to it. They are, you know, they're mad, <laughs> I would say. Um, kasi ano ito eh, confirmation bias. Oh, tama. Tignan mo, sabi, sabi ko na, na eh. Sabi na. Yan talaga, <laughs> anti-corruption. Yan talaga. Pero yun niya, in full context, uh, in full context, um, aims Passion. to give you Uh-oh. yeah aims yeah. to give you the full context so first first let's do what you should do whenever you read news online lalo na kung medyo nakaka ano siya nakaka insight siya ng emotions Emotion. from you the first thing that you need to do is to read the full article this is something that you should always do. So I will click on the link here. I actually already have it open, pero just for the sake of making sure that we're not doing any magic, I'll click on the link, and we'll see which um, this is it. Yeah. And President Ferdinand Marcos Jr.'s first executive's uh, orders a summary. So let's compare yung nakasulat dun sa infographics versus sa laman ng article. Uh, his first executive or, uh, executive issuance abolishes Duterte's Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission and restructures staff support in the palace. So, ito, medyo highlight pa rin nasa unahan. is still mentioning the 
abolishment of the Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission. So, let's go ahead and check out what they wrote here. So, Manila, Philippines, uh, President Ferdinand Marcos's first two executive orders, ito na yung summary. Here's a summary of what Marcos's EO1 and EO2 did. So, medyo mas detailed dito as expected because this is from the actual article. Um, so, for the audio listeners, we will be reading out the first one. For the first executive order, it abolished the Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission. May dalawang bullets to discuss the details of this. Uh, the first bullet says, Then President Rodrigo Duterte created the Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission in 2017 to probe allegations against presidential appointees. So yan po ang kapangyarihan, mm-hmm. ang mandato ng PACC. Itinatagpo to ni Pangulong Duterte noong 2017 upang pag-imbestigahan yung mga presidential appointees. Now, Marlon, would you care to read the second bullet? <laughs> the PACC's jurisdiction, powers, and function have been transferred uh, to the office of the Deputy Executive Secretary for Legal Affairs. So, what this is saying is that there is an existing um, office, which is the Office of Secretary, by the way, that's Attorney Vic who's leading that group at this moment. And it will be falling under that jurisdiction under legal affairs so it's still the mandate whatever function that it was performing will still be there but only under a different um branch or a different part of the executive branch which is going to be the executive secretary no so it's the word abolish may be correct to mm-hmm. use because it will be gone but also you could also talk uh, think about you know, the transfer or reorganization might be a better term there because abolish, that's exactly what the emotions are. And by the way, we're looking at the Rappler website. It's a common thing for them whenever you go to the website. Every article that they post, there is on the right side, there is an emo- emoji set. Um, mm. Like, how did the story make you feel? So, a reaction poll ng mga, ng Rappler towards the readers. No? And then, uh, on the images, you can see Now, uh, what the ano is invoking is 32% amused, uh, 25% <laughs> angry, angry, and oh, and then 1% inspired, 10% don't care, 10% afraid. So, you know, to me, what this speaks to is that Rappler is aware of what emotions their article is invoking, mm-hmm. and you know, Rappler. Uh, Reza herself the number one proponent on how social media is weaponized through misinformation misleading facts and also emotion so, she even goes as far as saying it's invoking hate or you know, propagating hate yeah. in social media and here they have measurement of that and in spirit of Trying not to be the people you call out, right? You know, you can evaluate your post and see how that makes people feel. Now, when you wrote the article, was the intention to get the people Brand angry up, towards yeah. the government? Is that even an intended, um, talk dito, intended 
consequence of what you're oh, doing. Consequence yeah. of writing the article, diba? To me, any self-respecting individual would evaluate, self-evaluate how they could do better in terms of communicating. And you know, while it in- increases engagement, lalo na sa Facebook, and it's good for the wa- the website viewership, diba? That's the number one call out here is what emotion are you invoking when you write articles? Diba? Why should people be upset when there is a reorganization like this? Yeah, no. and... Okay, go ahead. Because, yeah, just like what you mentioned earlier, um, technically, everything that they're posting on Facebook is true. Technically, everything that they're saying is uh, accurate to a certain point. Because, for example, this second bullet alone, the PACC's jurisdictions powers and functions have been transferred to the office of the deputy executive secretary for legal affairs which is an existing um, department sa executive branch with uh, under the presidential uh, presidential wing mm-hmm. this does not exist word for word dun sa infographic nila however yung sinabi mo nga dun sa ikatlong bullet ang sinabi nila give the executive secretary control over attached agencies under the office of the president while you can make an argument that this is technically true the better wording for this is that you should include a clause here saying that the PACC in spirit, in function, in power, in mandate, still exists under the office of the sec- Executive Secretary for Legal Affairs. Which I think is crucial, especially when you are saying that they are abolishing that specific department. Because technically... I would even go as far as to say na restructured. Yeah. Diba? Uh, not abolished because it's well, it's correct. In it's legal the, terms, they the were misleading. abolished. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we were being nitpicky, but at the same time, you know your audience, your, your viewership, the reactions that it gets. That so, it if get, that yeah. wasn't your intended purpose, dapat, diba, you make adjustments or correction or at least try to clarify a little bit. Well, it's everybody's responsibility to click the article, read it, right? Uh, you know, you are very much aware of the tendencies of people around <laughs> fake news and misleading information. So why become a proponent of that? You see, yeah. that, that pro- propagates ano, unnecessary hate. And this is kind of where the conversation is heading around why people consider uh, a media entity to be biased or to be neutral or to be okay, right? Because certain uh, people will read this as Again, kung ako non-supporter and then I see this, tignan mo, tama nga yung, yun, uh, yung boto ko. Tama nga na hindi ko dapat siyang supportahan. And then, keep in mind, this is in the very first week of the mm-hmm. administration. If you put out messages like this, and the goal is to have the people um, behind the new president. Kasi, ang idea, okay, siya yung nanalo, supportahan natin, let's give him a chance. Mm-hmm. In the very first week, you're going to put out messages like this. <laughs> yung mga tao sana na nagbibigay ng chance the administration and they they you are their source of information ito yung una nilang makikita diba you're virtually destroying cooperation of people in the government seeing things like this na misleading and diba that would just put people off and make them feel like 
uh, mali talaga yung yung decision ng mga tao and it's too early to tell I, I really, yeah, it's really very feel early like the first week we're just talking about two executive orders that's merely going to reorganize things within the presidential you know sphere of power and that technically is an issue now yeah let's I know in in the spirit of in full context <laughs> let's <laughs> let's look at the source let's just quickly look at the source uh to get this done with if you this is another tip mm-hmm. you can actually look at the executive orders hindi po nakatago yan sa mga top mm-hmm. secret na folder yeah almost everything that the government puts out it's available for the public in the official gazette of the government. So for this, we have the executive order number one, uh, series of 2022. Uh, we have the title of the executive order, which is absent dun sa articles. Let me just read out the title really quickly. Reorganizing the office of the president, including the immediate offices and agencies under or attached to it and the common staff support system. Abolishing the Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission and the Office of the Cabinet Secretary. So, two things. But let's look at the... You, know, you can download the PDF. We've already downloaded it and saved it here. Uh, just for fairness sake, again, let's look at it. This is Executive Order Number 1. Same title. And let's look at the section where they actually abolished it. So... This is the section where they abolished it. Section 1, Abolition of the hmm. Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission. Now, it states na, the Presidential Anti-Corruption Commission is hereby abolished. May period ba, Marlon? Wala naman, di ba? May kasunod siya kagad. <laughs> Ang kasunod kagad is, and its jurisdiction, powers, and functions shall be transferred to the office of the Deputy Executive Secretary for Legal Affairs. So, nawalan yun yung, pa, technically. Oh, kasi, legal term kasi yung pagka-abolish, you know? yeah. but in terms of, you know, as a media entity, you're not supposed to copy-paste what you see. You're supposed to make it digestible to the people, and that's kind of where the, the challenge is. Ito yung ano, eh, malinaw naman na reorganization. And even the title says so, diba? Yep. So, this is just quick tips and validation people should and i don't expect everybody to do it obviously because we marami tayong mas importanting bagay kagaya ng tiktok <laughs> araw-araw diba but you know before you react and anything like that make mm-hmm. sure that uh, you look at different sources you really evaluate it kasi sino na ba namang sinong stupid ang tao na you, your name your last name your whole family's legacy is bound and tied with the word corruption and the very first thing that you guys do is remove an agency or a body of the government <laughs> that checks for corruption diba? if they can convince 31 million people to vote for them because of the very strategic campaign that they ran if this person knew not to be part of debates diba? If this person knew all those strategy, uh, bakit, you know, the very first move that they would make is something as, you know, as stupid as this. So, umbaga, be more critical about, you know, mm, what the expectation. Kasi, yun nga, uh, and just to ano lang din, let's give background lang din. Parang yun nga, if you want to go further, you can... The next, the logical next step is to just discover what PACC does. Uh, it's also available in their website. Um, 
pacc.gov.ph um, ang ano lang naman talaga dito ang mandato lang talaga nila is to directly assist the president <laughs> <laughs> yun pa rin eh. Si yung presidente pa rin yung susundin nila regardless eh. In investigating and or hearing administrative cases primarily involving graft and corruption against all presidential appointees. So, pinapainvestigahan yung mga presidential appointees by the president himself. Um, ang mangyayari lang ngayon, technically, the orders will still come from the president pero dadaanan siya sa office of the uh, Deputy Executive Secretary for Legal Affairs. But they will still be doing the same thing. Uh, in a way, this is internal cleaning, no? So what what this is doing is checking their own appointees on corruption allegations, right? Mm-hmm. The other p- function, and we have other functions of government that actually checks for government officials, regardless whether they're appointed or not, which is the ombudsman. ombudsman That's what yeah. they do. That's exactly, you know, ayun na nagpakulong kila kila jingoy. Yes. Kung sa anong-anong... Um, other items but it's not to say that the government will not check for corruption anymore and then you can count on Rappler and many other news agencies to call them out diba, yes. when it comes out So and it's really not visible at this time na hindi maging ano yan. well as, as people we have very short term memory of these corruption parang one moment ano sila um, corrupt the next moment nananalo na naman sa senado di ba oh, diba? but that's another <laughs> that's another story it's just what we're looking at here again is one uh, be critical on how you assess your information it's very very um, it's a wild west out there na you know pati mga bloggers are very ano eh tawag dito I'd say Ano din sila dito prone. We've seen many bloggers, yeah. people alone na government uh, government siding uh, na source na they can be biased too. Siyempre, they they want to look at certain things in their own lens that would support their argument, whatever that is. So, mga both sides are very uh, guilty of these. That's why it's important na ganito. And like I said, you cannot expect this to be the first move and not be misconstrued and that's how stupid of the government kung hindi lang ma, ma uh, ano yan ma <laughs> talking about stupid things that okay. happened let's start with um this thing i think this one conversation that's been shared the most this last week was the controversy of renaming <laughs> the ninoy aquino international airport right so Prior to the, ele- I mean, election period pa lang, mm-hmm. alam marami ng story around potential revisionism, babagoyin yung story, de-delete yung mga ano ng, ng Ninoy or democracy, and all that. And, the very first week ng pagpupo ni Marcos, we have a couple of groups making the news because of recommendations. And the one that people were upset the most about is this congressman, Citebes from Negros Occidental, filing uh, a bill, by the way, <laughs> to rename Lino International Airport to Ferdinand Marcos Sr. Airport. Yeah. Diba? So, obviously, Raptor covered this, that a bill to rename Naia after Marcos based on false information. Yeah. 
Negros Occidental representative Arnolfo Tevez Jr. says the Ninoy Aquino International Airport was built during Ferdinand Marcos' administration. In fact, it was already fully operational <laughs> more than a decade before Marcos became president. So, let's talk about how you know stupid this is. By the way, if you guys don't know Arnolfo <laughs> Tevez, you can Google him with the word BTAG or Tulfo because he's made news in the yeah, last few months. Before. Uh, maging trending ito because of that incident na mayroong isang spoiled brat na hindi pinapasok sa isang subdivision in VF Homes. He was denied entry and what he did was binalikan nila yung security guard as binubog nila. As in caught in 4K. Well, not 4K. But caught in, in CCTV. In 480p. <laughs> CCTV. Caught in CCTV. Right? <laughs> But it was very, uh, it, it trended and all that. Tapos inimbestigan na Tulfo mm-hmm. na bring up ngayon na ito palang uh, lalaki is anak nitong congressman yeah. na ito that filed the bill. Uh, tapos, uh, nangyari, um, kinall out ni Tulfo uh, yung family. Tapos sumagot tong si congressman. And then they had a series of exchanges <laughs> online na nagahamunan sila na magkita at ano, yeah, physical, al- <laughs> oh, physical altercation. May nagjo-jiu-jitsu, may nagtataekwondo, mga exchange of words. But the, the guy na nambugbog, una was a board member uh, in the province. Mm-hmm. Tapos nag-resign siya, nawala sa pwesto and all that. And public nanalo pa rin yung Tebes. Oh, hey, but nanalo pa rin yung Tebes. Oh, may public apology video and all that. So it was quite a meme generating debacle. Yeah. But th- this guy, you know, out of nowhere, diba? Magpa-file ng ganitong bill. And I'd say it's stupid because, number one, this was exactly what people were saying was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And then, all of a sudden, you're going to do it's this. happening. <laughs> at the most extreme way, diba? From a Ninoy Aquino international name, which is the whole side of that history, you will then decide to change it to Ferdinand, to Ferdinand Marcos. Marcos. Which is the polar opposite. That's as far as you can get in terms of being stupid. Alam diba, mo, na ganun yung recommendation mo. Here's my take on it. For a very long time, there has been calls to rename Naia. Matagal na yan. We've seen that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, even during the Duterte period, madami na talaga nagsasabi niyan. Let's remove the Ninoy Aquino part. A lot are actually asking for it to be reverted to Manila International Airport. Uh, and a case can be made for that. And you just say, well, we don't want it to be uh, affiliated to a specific political party or a side of politics. Uh, we can we can just say na it's, well, it's Manila. Manila International Airport. Mm-hmm. Technically, uh, me, who has worked in... Uh, in in travel uh, in the travel industry before I know that still being called MIA Manila, uh, Manila International Airports in certain certain instances parang yun yung call way back and then it surprised me that someone is actually going forward and suggesting <laughs> to do the exact opposite na let's go all the way to the right let's let's rename oh, it for Ferdinand Marcos <laughs> Instead of uh, not politicizing the thing, it's becoming the ultimate political move to change it to a Ferdinand Marcos name. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> right immediate, af- right after an inauguration, 
Buti sana if they did this, uh, I would accept a little bit kung medyo 5 years na siya sa term. He did mm-hmm. so well, biglang nag-boom yung economy, napatunayan uh, kung ano-ano mang whatever magical things that they can do. Uh, and then there will be some call to to do this para, alam mo yun, uh-huh. to rename uh, or regain the name. It's still, it's still stupid, but it's a little bit more acceptable. Pero yung immediately <laughs> after the, the inauguration, and then do this. I don't know what the motives were. Um, di ko alam kung side ba ni Marcos na uh, na tao, or nagpapasip-sip ba to, or were they Try doing it as a political or... move, or was a political move na panira. I, I don't know. Di ba? Kasi, At this point. Same, ano kasi, it can be argued for both sides. Kasi, uh, you can you can say na this was done because um, they knew that it would create friction between the people, the media, and the Marcos administration. Kasi kahit, sa totoo lang naman, I, I, I highly doubt that they were involved in this. Kasi they are, di ba, si Marcos mismo, uh, si Sara Duterte, I doubt that they were involved in this. Pero, yung... Yung Saka issue yung sa kanila, gagamitin yung 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 guy pa eh. Oo. <laughs> sa kanila maibabato tuloy kasi even though mm-hmm. hindi naman hindi naman inutos ni Marcos, hindi naman inutos ni Sara Duterte, they are still going to be the target. So that can be a an argument for let's say conspiracy tinfoil hat na uh, ano to mm-hmm. na galing sa kabila. But again, another argument can be made is that talagang sip-sip lang talaga tong gustong sumipsip ni uh, yeah. congressman that's why is, he built oh my assumption is that hindi hindi talaga and then also it's just really a bad move regardless it is um kung gusto niyang winning a favor with the new administration <laughs> this is the bad way to do it and you know more in line of the actions that they were doing nung nakikipagsagutan niya ng meme, I think it's more in line with how I see him eh, na ganun yung mentality niya eh. <laughs> diba? During the height of the campaign, nakikipag-videoan ka ng meme against kay Tulfo, tapos nag-ahamong kayo ng away online. What kind of thinking? Second is, you would not expect a proposition like this coming from somebody all the way in Negros Oriental. Negros Oriental representative. Diba? Anong kinala? Well, everybody goes through na at one point. Pero is that really a priority of the people in your area na pag, pag nag-FGD ka ba sa kanila at nag-town hall ka, <laughs> nakipag-usap ka, ano po ang problema ng ating mga kababayan? Ano po ang kailangan nating iunahin? Unahin po nating palitan yung, yung pangalan ng airport sa Manila na kailangan hindi naman ano? tayo involved. Kailangan kailangan palitan, kailangan gawing Ferdinand Barcos. Yun po ang gusto mm-hmm. ng ng ano ng populasyon ng Negros Oriental. Oo. Nalilito po yung mga taga Negros na ang pangalan ng Naiya ay Naiya instead na Ferdinand Marcos. Is that really what your people need? Is that <laughs> diba napakalabo ng thought process nito eh. This is how it's so stupid. Kahit saan mo siya i-breakdown. Kumbaga, yeah. you, can, you can write the thesis paper on how stupid this move is. And you will not run out of reasons. The other one is yung second recommendation. Like I said, there were two recommendations. No? The other one is coming from supposedly Duterte Youth Party List. Mm-hmm. Right? And they want to change it to Manila International Airport, which is what you were saying yeah. earlier. So that was the other one. And like you said, it's been called upon before. 
uh, the administration, no? Um, even kay Duterte times. And I think, to your point, there was there's a case to be made na dapat neutral mm-hmm. ang airport name if, if na it's not politicized. It, ba? You have to do it neutral. Hindi mo siya pwedeng iswing to the other side of the, the aisle. That's Kasi you can... You can argue that the reason why we want to change it to something like that is because, syempre, nung panahon ni, ni Marcos, ay ni, ni Lacori, during the time na ang public sentiment was towards Ninoy, mm-hmm. the Aquinos, na-railroad nila yan, kaya nila napalitan yung, yung pangalan from Manila International Airport. Because everybody at that time had that sentiment. So, what we're saying here is kung if we keep changing it to people's name, yung sentiment, how many times, how many more times can we change this? Because this requires <laughs> budget, diba? Yeah. This requires many, many adjustments in the international community. How we will brand our airport, or the airport code, and all, all other crazy logistic things just to change it. And how much money will we save for not touching it now? I mean, well, I agree. It, it, it's important. It's not something uh, super critical that yeah. we should be dealing with. Uh, ayan na yan eh, na-railroad na yan noon, napanalo na nila na yan na yung pangalan. And, kumbaga, to eliminate the the chances of politicizing it, we can we can put it as a default, as a neutral, pero hindi siya yung ano, outmost priority at this point. <laughs> I, I would agree, Manila International Airport is a much better If neutral. we're going to change it at all, di ba? Oo. And, and that's an if. Parang... And this is... hindi hindi naman unusual na nakapangalan sa tao, sa tao yung airport. Yeah. Oo, pero alam mo yon, um, if we if we spend resources, brain brain power, kung meron mang nagamit na brain power <laughs> and all other, you know, um, attention to just changing the name for what? Uh, para lang maano yung yung new administration, it it if that's the reason we're changing it, don't because it's it's stupid but if it's something that to promote the country diba? I mean Nino Aquino International Airport when you say that to foreigners do they immediately know it's in, in the Philippines? Aquino is even it sounds Latin para siyang diba? so, Spanish name you, you, can, you can easily if you if you have zero idea of the Philippines of the, our history you you can mistake yeah. it for something else um, but if yeah, you say Manila, if you're promoting, oh, if you're pro- promoting the country Manila, it's very, very few other places they think about, diba? When you say Manila, it's just really here. It's our capital. It makes sense, you know, our uh, places. But alam mo yun, it's there's so much different points to to ponder when you think about renaming airport. It's the least of our priorities, diba? Hindi yan issue. Um, tapos. Yeah. Ayun, ang ganda-ganda lang ng ano eh ng narrative kasi this is picked up by the news because again, it supports the narrative of revisionism, pagbabago mm-hmm. ng na ito ba yung mga priority, 'di ba? Parang nangyayari ganun eh. Parang ano, may pro- may proposal to change the name. Tapos ang ano na naman sa Marcos admin na naman na yeah, kasi, mo, ito yung mga priority nila, magpalit ng pangalan. Sa totoo lang kasi, eh, for me personally, magiging issue to para sa akin if that is part of their priority bills sa agenda yes. ng ng president. Admin. That's that becomes oh. a problem to me kasi parang mas kaila- even if you want to change it to Manila International Airport tas mm-hmm. nilagay mo sa priority bills yan what are you doing 
we're in the yeah. middle of a pandemic we're we're in, a, in in the brink of economic collapse dahil sa nangyayari sa buong mundo and your priority bill is changing weakening, the name of our weakening peso gas prices doon ako magagalit um, food shortage <laughs> Ah, kahit naman na ikaw yung Manila Air- Airport yan, ang ginagawa mo pa rin, dinidelete mo pa rin yung naiya, yung Nino Aquino yeah. name, which is still politicized, di ba? Yun nga. Uh, however, you have to think about this as what it is. It's a bill mm-hmm. that has been uh, proposed or submitted by a representative from Negros Oriental. Hindi siya priority bill ng administrasyon. And... This is I, this is highlight this highlights the importance of choosing your right congressman. We've mentioned many times in the past na ang pagpili po ng congressman hindi po yung kung sino yung ninong ng kung sino. Hindi po yung kung sino yung nag-abot ng pera sa inyo. Hindi po yung kung sino nagbigay ng uh, scholarship sa pamangkin nyo. Ang pagpili po ng congressman ay yung naniniwala ka na yung taong yan. Kung ano yung interest nyo sa lugar nyo, sa district nyo, ay irerepresenta nila sa kongreso. So, yung mga taga-Negros Oriental sa district ni uh, Congressman Arnolfo Teves Jr. Is this your sentiment? Ito ba yung gusto nyong mangyari? Ito ba yung gusto nyong i-push sa kongreso? Ito ba yung pressing, pressing issue? <laughs> na-fact-check na-fact pa nga na mali pa nga yung ano, na siya yung nagpatay. Alam mo yung pinaka-whole basis nung, nung ano nung bill eh mali pa alam mo yon ganun siya ka ano eh kababaw mag-isip diba so sorry naman um, I, I highly doubt na ito yung priority ng mga taga negros I, I highly doubt na ito yung ah, nasa puso nila na kapag nagawa nila to eh masaya sila alam mo yun it's just uh, it's stupid to think na we have people in congress unfortunately that are like this na obviously political thing ang inuuna either to gain favor politically to destroy uh, favor uh, to destroy the name of Marcos pero ito yung nauna niyang ginawa no kakaupo lang niyan kaka ano Bobby lang say, kaka no? oo kaka <laughs> tag dito um, out of office kakapasok lang na na fact check siya eh, kasi he was saying na si um, Ferdinand Marcos ang um, he instituted built and conceptualize the project. <laughs> Napakcheck diba, ko rin siya. Ayan. <laughs> Hindi totoo. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's crazy that someone from Negros would be doing this. I mean, it's not unusual that people from regional sections would uh, say something that would affect other regions or propose bills that would affect others. But, hmm. Oo naman. It, Yung something that's echoing and maano ko pa kung taga Paranaque yung nag-file nito na congressman or passay yeah. from the airport area na 'di ba we want to make it um Paranaque or whatever kung nasaan man kasi technically wala naman sa Manila tong airport <laughs> wala wala Tama. sa Manila Paranaque International oh <laughs> or kung ano man 'di ba to to benefit the name of Paranaque to boost the whatever kasi naman kung anong gusto nilang gawing narrative dyan. It would make a little bit more sense kasi they're uh, more impacted. Pero to say na, bakit? In, uh, hindi pa pwedeng mag-suggest yung mga taga-negulos na ipangalan ng NAIA? That's our prime airport. We have other airports. We have Clark International Airport. We have Iloilo. We have so many other points of entry na in the Philippines. Yung Dabao was just yeah. uh, airport. They just added more ano international partners there. So, okay. 
hindi siya ano ni priority baka dapat nagpile ka ng bill na may magandang airport sa Negros and I don't know so I don't know kung may airport sila doon uh, na maganda or what de ba yun ang problema natin wag yung airport sa Manila ako na irita siya that nung nung pumunta sila dito papunta ng BF Homes na irita siya kasi pangalan ni Noy Aquino International <laughs> Airport kaya pagdating nila ng BF Homes uh, entrance mainit na yung ulo nila kaya nung di sila pinapasok ng guard <laughs> nagulpe yun pala yun baka yun yung root cause ay nako it's crazy uh, however this is not the only transport related issue that we've seen in the past yeah. week of the first um, first week of the Marcos presidency of course uh, one of the biggest issues that our country is facing is transportation Kasi even before, nung medyo mura pa ang gas, ang diesel, mahirap na mag-commute sa Pilipinas. And we've had several episodes where we talked about this, how this can actually be fixed. Um, but there are specific steps that the Marcos administration has already done. And I would say na majority supports it. Kasi ano yun, ang lagi kong basis kasi kung ano yung, ano, kung ano yung reaction sa Rappler poll. pagka mm-hmm. asa ah, rappler post pagka kasi sa rappler mm-hmm. post pagka majority haha ibig sabihin noon uh, most of the opposition folks are against it but if it's likes and hearts even if it's an admin uh action mm-hmm. yeah it, it means na it's probably more well liked than others so, so uh ano ba yung balita na yan Brent? can you Elaborate. Ano yung news na yan about the transport? So what happened is that they will be continuing the free uh, EDSA carousel bus rides, libreng sakay sa EDSA carousel, and they will be doing free rides for students LRT and MRT. If I'm not mistaken, tama ba diba? Right. Um, that's correct. So we know naman na when after the maintenance from the Duterte admin, they gave free rides to everybody diba mm-hmm. so lahat yan and then the government changed direction now while well, they're extending it it's only for students kasi face-to-face classes we see more commuters out there ayan yung plano and why students only ito yung ako during the the week because there was an interview uh, done um, yung bagong <laughs> yeah. DOTR secretary ang sinabi mm-hmm. is Bakit daw students or why students lang? Ang sabi niya, um, araw-araw, um, nawawalan yung gobyerno na... Ay, uh, kada buwan, nawawalan yung gobyerno up to 150 million pesos or almost a billion, a uh, half billion na since nag-institute tayo ng free rides. Nawawalan daw yung gobyerno ng ganong kalaking amount. And my immediate reaction to that was, um, hindi technically kawalan ng gobyerno Yes. Ang pera na yon. Kung ang ginagawa mo is you are providing services to the people. I mean, why even call it nakawalan ng gobyerno yung yung fair or yung ibabayad sana ng mga tao? Kasi hindi ka naman business, hindi naman negosyo ang transportation natin na na you look at it as a lost profit, oh. 'di ba? So <laughs> I would even argue the math ng pagkaka-compute nila is with were, were they adding the total amount of fares based on how many people was using the service 
or binabawas ba nila doon yung uh, yung dapat na maintenance lang yung power consumption just to keep just to keep it going did they um, did they count the amount based on in total na sanang pumasok na pera versus sa total na ginagastos kasi you can even subtract diba mm. yung pair versus dun sa maintenance cost people yung staff whatever um kumbaga margin yun eh so is that even how they compute it i don't know I, i cannot ask but that's the idea is regardless though you really are only spending to maintain it to keep it going for the people working there pero that's still not lost because you're providing service Yes. to the people. So, Which hindi, hindi po kawalan yun. Hindi ka, dapat nag, <laughs> hindi ka dapat naghahanap ng kita. Well, I agree, it's not a long-term mm-hmm. solution because long-term solutions are on the way. Diba? Merong sub, uh, merong uh, yung underground na yung subway. subway. Merong mga extensions ng LRT. There's continuous revamp on the PNR, on rail system. May modernization ng jeepney on the way. Merong EDSA carousel system. Maraming long-term solution. Well, I don't think everybody... Uh, I mean, I don't think anything will fix it long-term. Ang laki ng population ng... NCR. Ng Pilipinas, ng NCR. Dito talaga yung work. Dito talaga yung industries. We've said in the past na... We, I think a better long-term solution is... Diba, improve provinces, other areas so that we're not all cramped here. You cannot do a reset button in Metro Manila and just magically do it. It's immediate relief. It's a band-aid solution, yes, but we need it. Would you rather not have the government do anything? Mm-hmm. Na pagdating ba ni Marcos dapat kinat na yung ano yung free rides and then tapos na. You would still see people lining up in MRT, LRT for hours and hours. That but won't still change. they would pay for it, <laughs> yeah. diba? Babayaran pa rin nila yun. Or would you rather have them? Uh, go through that but they don't pay anything kasi nga knowing the inconvenience knowing the challenges that's what you can do kumbaga i-charge mo pa ba yung mga tao na gumagamit ng ganong pressing public uh, transportation system when all of the struggles are there tapos i-charge mo pa why do they even have to pay for something like that diba yun yung mali na na thinking dun eh yeah kasi uh, I for one support this Even though I no longer commute in in Manila, I've done so for many years while I was working. Um, and it's it's hard. Tapos mahal pa siya. And if they're offering free rides, and to be honest, yung Edsa Carousel, it helped a lot. Um, hindi, hindi na nagsuswerve mm. yung mga uh, buses Bus. like before, which causes more traffic sa Edsa. Uh, we have a uniform system na doon. Can it be improved? Of course, yes. Uh, however, yun nga, nakakatawa lang kasi na a lot of people are actually touting this as, ano ba yan, puro band-aid solution. Can you look at the date when this was submitted? This was July 1, the first day of the president. How can you expect any long-term solution to take effect right now on the very first day of a president? Hindi naman, even if, kahit pa sabihin mong di- diktador o hari yan si Duterte. Kasi Marcos, He can't do anything like that. Maliban na lang kung magician siya. Yung talagang may mamajikin niya. Biglang lalawak lahat ng mga kalsada. Magkakaroon ng mas madaming trail. Lagay mo si, Le- <laughs> Lagay mo si Lenny dyan. All of a sudden, na-fix yung 
long-term public transport issue. It's, it's the same thing eh. Kasi uh, we, we've talked in the past that NCR really is super congested. There's really not a lot of things that you can do unless you do a full-on subway system. Yung katulad nung sa either sa UK or sa Japan, better, na may multi-levels na siya that can handle millions and millions of people going through that every day na it becomes impractical na magkaroon ka ng sasakyan kasi the public transport is so good. But that takes decades. I mean, even the the one that they're constructing now, yung subway na yan, hindi naman yan naisip nyo Duterte eh. That has been, that plan has been existing for decades. Multiple decades. If I'm not mistaken nga, bago pa umupo si Ferdinand Marcos Sr., nandyan na yung proposal na yan. It takes decades. And, Uh-oh. hindi yan porque, <laughs> yun nga yung issue, di ba? Parang I would just like to it revive. Also... It also requires a cultural shift in terms of mindsetting. Because in the Philippines, we've always been trained as a developing nation that the pillar of success is when you have your own vehicle, may yeah. sarili kang kotse. Na parang it's a milestone that people strive to. Kaya nga andami nagpo-post kapag may bagong kotse, may susing malaking malaki eh. Diba? <laughs> Kanin malaking susing eh. Kasi Puso it, pa, zero down it's, payment. Uh, <laughs> oh, kasi it's, ano, it's, uh, it's a measure of success, it is a fulfillment, people actually strive for it. One, because when they see public transport, ganyan nga yung sitwasyon, and it's very hard, diba? So, the comfort and convenience of having your own vehicle is something people strive to. So, ngayon, nagpo-progress yung bansa, maraming nagkakaroon ng kotse, diba? Tapos, syempre, magkakaroon ng um, tag dito, traffic. Ang daming tao, same it's the same real estate the same place mas maraming may sasakyan and not because just lang nagsasucceed yung mas maraming pinoy eh. di ba ang sabi dati ni Marlojas dapat matuwa tayo na matraffic kasi ano yan um sign niya ng ng progress well there's truth to that also <laughs> it's a bad statement kasi um ang underlying problem them is our population is growing hindi natin makontrol yung population ng pinas so Even if as a small percentage, yung reality na, na nagsasucceed from generational wealth, di ba? Hindi naman siya ganun kataas ang percentage. But instead, maraming tao kasi tumataas yung population. And all bit because of lack of family planning, education. Ang dami na namang tatamaan yung problema ng bayan, ng yeah. society na... It's all contributing to traffic. Pag sinabi mong traffic issue, it's not just public transport. It's not just... cars, buses, or whatnot. Ano yung underlying issues, di ba? Na a lot of people, one, needs to commute because they need to provide for their family and dami nang kailangan ng work. You have to control it so much things. Na really, at the end of the day, everything we can do is somewhat a band-aid. Some mm-hmm. are bigger band-aids than the others. <laughs> pero hindi siya oh no, one size fits all. If you can think of one thing, that you can implement and start doing what's even the guarantee na susunod yung mga tao yeah diba? for the longest time that's why there's so many motorcycles now in the Philippines is because ang option nila mag-commute mag-motor right and motorcycles is much more affordable than vehicles cars so ang dami mo nang nakaganon ngayon now anong nagiging result niyan nagkakaroon ng additional traffic kasi mas maraming tao sa kalsada traffic kasi may mga aksidente ng mga commuter rider traffic kasi um eh, sila yung mga pasaway na nagsuswerve eh, sila yung pumalit sa ano eh sa buses eh sa EDSA yung 
tatawid from one lane to another na syempre magkakos ng slowdown and then phantom traffic and then at daming sunod-sunod na ano yan na na impact if the transport is free convenient di ba why not bakit ba uh, alam ng mga tao yung yung ganong option na they put themselves in danger now syempre with vehicle may freedom na kasama yan nakakapagmarelax sila nakakapagbanking-banking sila doon <laughs> pero ang idea is di ba it's not really an expectation that you fix something all of a sudden it takes years and years to do so the band-aid solution while it is a band-aid helps kasi magkano yung fare sa transport depende pa kung saan ka nagwo-work and for people na um ano ba yung term na isang kahit isang toka or paycheck to paycheck that amount that they don't spend in transportation will then be something they can use to buy rice yeah. to buy food kung ano-anong uh, daily activities na kailangan nila diba hindi yung choice of either or papasok ba ako sa trabaho nagagastosin ko tong pamasahe pero hindi kami kakain or pupunta ako sa trabaho diba wala akong babayaran so that I can earn money and then we can spend something hindi yung magiging choice is bibili ko na ba to ng pagkain o gagamitin ko siyang pamasahe hindi for a lot of people that's kind of the choices that they make on the day to day and uh, not a lot of people realize it hindi naman natin sinasabi na um walang long-term solution there is but to be purely irrational and be even upset na ano ba yan band-aid solution yung ginagawa ng gobyerno uh, tagal-tagal na yung problema kahit libre yan di ako pipila ng apat na oras ganyan well because you have the privilege not to go to work yeah kung chance kung kaya mo na hindi magtrabaho at pumasok so be it huwag kang makidagdag makikigulo ka pa dun eh. pupunta ka lang naman ng mall but <laughs> the, the, idea, the idea is di ba intindihin natin na to a lot of people this is already a big thing yeah um, it's it's a relief kahit na sa mga students man yan or what ang daming issue although they could still do away with ano tawag dito um, subsidies sa gas or kung ano uh, other measures they can do arguably each action will result into something kapag kati sinabsidize yung gas mas marami ngayon ma-incentivize na mag-drive mm-hmm. eh di matatraffic di ba? o alam mo yun ang daming cost and effect in terms of decision it's not one one thing and then automatically every, everything is okay but again don't expect na long term solution everything that the government does because there are problems that are now and immediate you have to do something about them diba pag sinabi mo bang um, yung sa ayuda nung pandemic mm-hmm. diba well while I was against uh, like a financial um, ayuda na binigyan ng pera yung tao diba rather bigyan mo sila ng pagkain or something ang nangyari is you still had to provide for food or cash that will allow them to buy food nang sarado yung mga work nang sarado yung transportation yung hindi hindi nag-ooperate basically the economy right so there was a subsidy that was needed pag nagalit ka na nagbigay ng ayuda anong gagawin natin na hindi nagutom yung mga tao walang tama yeah. walang kinuha so there are things that you can do and you should do now and there are things that you should be doing in the long term while waiting for them may immediate relief dapat that the government provides but it's not one or the other it's both you have to do oh you have to do both immediate band-aid solution that would then 
you know allow for people to get by and get through until the long-term fix is out there so dapat ganun ang assessment natin yun tayo magalit sa libre na pinoprovide ng gobyerno at magalit tayo dun sa government official na yun na sinabi na nawawalan ng gobyerno Um, no, wala nang pera ang gobyerno. <laughs> 500 billion, diba? Stupid. Because it's not. You're providing service that your whole function. Uh, kung ang sabihin mo, the money can be better spent, diba? Because it's it's costly to just provide free rides versus just fixing the transport system. I can agree to that, diba? But you don't say na nawawalan ng pera ng gobyerno because you're not supposed to make money out of the people. Napaka-anong assessment yun eh, di ba? Nakainit lang ng ulo. It's, it's crazy. Ma-ano nga siya. And this is a daily reminder, <laughs> hindi pala daily, this is a weekly reminder for everyone that the government can do multiple things at once. The government is a big body of people, of, of elected Meaning, officials. Pagpalit ng pangalan ng airport, kaya natin gawin habang... <laughs> Habang ginagawa yung subway, pwede natin palitan yung pangalan ng airport. No, no, but, but kidding aside, yeah. Uh, the government can do a lot of things at once. You may be seeing a band-aid, uh, band-aid solution right now. It is important that you look for the long-term solutions. And there is, there's, it's happening. Uh, the development of, um, of multiple places try to decongest uh, Metro Manila blah 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 it, it's happening uh, magalit lang tayo siguro kung yun lang talaga yung ginagawa nila as in um, so you always have to keep that in mind that the government is not something na parang ano alam mo yung ano sa red alert yung kapag ka maggagawa ka ng mga units dun sa ano sa gawaan ng tanke yung isa-isa lang na lumalabas war factory oh sa war factory isa-isa lang yung lumalabas na tanke hindi po ganoon ang, ang ang gobyerno kaya nila magsabay-sabay ng kasi di ba sa red alert ganoon kahit damihan mo yung war factory mm-hmm. isa lang talaga <laughs> isa lang talaga nila bumibilis lang bumibilis lang pero Bu- pero isa-isa pa rin That, that's not mm-hmm. how the government works and yun nga it's still too early to say what will happen within the Um, the Marcos presidency we've seen what his broad, broad strokes are uh, as uh, featured in our last episode where we looked at his inaugural address we've heard more about what he wanted to do uh, through his secretaries through uh, several uh, press briefings that we've seen madami pa tayo, madami pa tayong pwede i-discuss which we will take time to do so uh, in the fu- in future episodes but we just chose things in this um, episode na nangyari na, nagawa na, or at least mm-hmm. were proposed already. <laughs> ano dun sa pagpapalit ng pangalan ng NAEA. And yeah, it's important that that's true. We have to be vigilant. We have to take a look at what our government is doing, making sure that what they're doing is right by the people uh, and that the elected officials that you chose are actually representing what's the best for you. But yeah, it's still too early to say what is going to be the outcome of, of yeah, for, for the presidency. Sake, for, for amusement's sake, for amusement's sake, YouTube or Google niyo. Si Congressman Tevez, napakasaya ng exchanges nila ni Tulfo <laughs> the last few months, especially March going April. Matutuwa kayo sa kalokohan ng dalawang yun. As in, magbibideo sila na nag, nagpa-practice ng martial arts. Kunwari, <laughs> ano, it, it's, ano, tas parang yung matanda yan, ha? imagine Uh-oh. mo. So, tignan mo yung itsura nila dalawa doing that. It's just, 
ano, baka nga yun pa nagpanalo sa kanya eh, nakakainis eh. Oh, sumikat kasi, kasi siya gawa nun. Sumikat pa siya eh. <laughs> Ang na negative connotation yung pangbugbog ng anak niya dun sa security. Na spin pa eh, no? <laughs> sumikat pa na, ano eh, na matapang na palaban kay Tulpo yung dating niya eh, diba? So, you know, at the end of the day, um, that's what it is and, you know, it's an election. So, people win, um, because of many other factors but ayan ang ating in full context episode this week uh, so we're looking forward to review more uh, gusto ko nga actually yung mga bagay na talagang si Marcos yung yung may gawa initiate yeah. or may gawa para alam na natin kung ano yung ano yung lip service versus actual execution kasi that's really what the executive uh, part <laughs> of the government is is about execution what you actually do Diba kung ano yung talagang gagawin mo, uh, that's what matters uh, exactly. ating mga susunod na episode. So again, thank you all for listening. If you reached this far into the episode, we have a few more. Last week, um, again, go through the inaugural address ni, um, ni Marcos. And ni if, you want, ano, if you want a more chill episode, the episode before that is our annual Boodle episode which is also available on YouTube actually if you go to our YouTube channel in full context you can see that we sometimes <laughs> sometimes upload uh, upload stuff there but we will be more consistent this time uh, we will be uploading more clips of the podcast there in video format of course um, and of course again if you reach this far into the video give us a follow on Spotify and a like on Facebook and if you can kung you are so inclined please rate our podcast as well on Spotify. Thank you so much everyone and see you all again next week. Bye-bye. Bye everyone.